everybody if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more you can make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Joshua Maria, and I'd like to welcome you guys to Extra Duty. As you guys, if you guys are watching from home, I'm by myself. Everyone bailed on me. Um, But I'm here today. And before I even get started with today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and give a message from our sponsors, right? So brainwash coffee. I'm sure you've heard that alcohol use disorder, addiction, and mental health issues in general are on the rise, uh, especially during the pandemic. That's why brainwash coffee company works to raise money and awareness to support people um, seeking help by donating 50% of their profits. I mean, that's half their money, (laughs) 50% of their profits. um, Their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Um, Their why is um, their why is bold, amazing brew that warms your mind, body and soul. Then visit. um, So visit brainwashcoffeecompany.com and use the code extra duty uh, when you guys check out and you get 20% off on your coffee order. Uh, Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. Um, today's episode is going to be, uh, today's episode is actually very important to me because we're going to be talking with a nonprofit organization. Um, actually, we're going to be talking to the founder of this nonprofit organization, uh, the Enduring Campaign. So, uh, can you introduce yourself? Come on. <laughs> Yes. Good afternoon. I'm Rochelle. I'm the founder of the Enduring Campaign. Um, I am a Marine Corps veteran and uh, 3531 for any vets um, are listening. Um, Served four years. I was in Afghanistan for a year. Uh, That's actually the name of the Enduring Campaign is a playoff of Operation Enduring Freedom. Um, So certainly an ode to my experience there. But thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. I mean, you know how hard it is for us to get guests? I mean, it's... <laughs> no. Uh, we, we were super excited. When I saw your campaign, um, it, it resonated really well to me because I know I have a lot of buddies who are transitioning out of the Army, and I've had some who are uh, now homeless and rejoined the military because that's where they were at. Um, but would you mind talking to us and telling us about what your, uh, your nonprofit is about? Yeah, so uh, the during campaign, really, our primary focus is supporting veteran transitional centers. Um, and it's surprising how many vets don't know what a veteran transitional center is. Really, this center, they're oftentimes um, founded, or I'm sorry, run or granted by the VA. Um, so these centers are receiving funding in that respect. But the entire goal of a transitional center is really reintegration for veterans. So um, if they're homeless or, you know, struggling with mental health, substance abuse issues, many of the centers that we speak to, they have a graduation type program for the veterans where you start off in the center um, and that is, you know, true center living. There's oftentimes many veterans there, but they're working with those veterans directly to support them through, um, you know, the mental health and the substance abuse and finding employment, things of that nature. 
And then when I talk about graduation, typically there's more of an independent living that many veterans are looking to get to. So um, some of these centers even offer, you know, low income renting. So kind of giving you that independence type feeling, but then also you have this reassurance that, you know, this center is behind you. They're going to be supporting you. And as far as the Enduring Campaign and what it is that we do, um, oftentimes what you'll find is when you hear the VA and you hear it's funded by the VA, um, we have a tendency to think, you know, oh, it's covering all of the funding of all of the needs uh, for these centers. And that's just quite frankly, not the case. Um, In fact, most, if not all that we've talked to, we currently support 10 um they don't have the funding that they need for basic necessities so what we do is really establish that communication with those centers i could tell you all my points of contact because we're constantly reaching out tell us what your needs are as they evolve as they change as we fulfill them okay what is it now that your veterans need so we've done everything from you know those traditional care packages that you yeah. think of <laughs> with hygiene gear food uh detergent but we've also done um, some really unique things like welcome home packages yeah. where it will contain you know those small necessities that add up like uh, spoons and um, linens things of that nature and we've even done um, some fun things like there's a veteran center in Madison Wisconsin called porch light and they have a garden for their veterans and it's very therapeutic and so they said hey can you send us seeds so obviously we said, okay, we're going to outdo you here. And we sent them a whole bunch of gardening equipment. Oh yeah. <laughs> everything we could possibly afford at that time. So really that is the primary goal is just supporting them as they're supporting our brothers and sisters through this transition. I, 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 that was wordy. I, no, it, it, wordy, is, <laughs> wordy is good. It gives me more time on the podcast so people listen. Nothing. Every time I think of getting out of the military, um, obviously, you know, I'm still in. I've been in seven years. Uh, my listeners know because I say it too many times. Um, we, we, you know, I, my biggest fear is, you know, uh, getting out and not being able to make it in the real world um, because this is pretty much what I really know. Um and being in the military has has it, it, I I, I want to say it kind of spoiled me, in a sense. Um, yep. You know, I got I got I got great health care. Um, you know, the first time I've been to the dentist was when I joined the army. You know, what I'm saying got vaccinations. Didn't know what those were, um, but I, I think I was spoiled. And you know, the fear of getting out is always inside of uh, I, I think a lot of people's heads just to get into that position of okay, I need to now do everything myself. Um, for some of these soldiers that, uh, or, well, veterans that you get, um, have any of them have, uh, have gone through that? Obviously they're, they're homeless or they're, they're struggling and stuff like that. Has there any that have, um, do you have any success stories from your program? So we typically are communicating with case managers as opposed to the veterans themselves. Um, that's actually hopefully going to change. Uh, we have a transition center that we'll be supporting that's about 40 minutes from where I live. So we support transition centers across the nation. Um, obviously at this time it's difficult to get out and actually meet them. So a lot of it is just phone calls and emails where we're getting updates. Um, but to answer your question in, in talking with these case managers, that is absolutely the case. 
in with the transitional centers, um, just to be clear, you don't have to be new freshly out. I mean, these could be veterans that, you know, or Vietnam vets that are struggling with mental health yeah. uh, because there's such a correlation between mental health issues and homelessness. Yes. And that's not veteran specific. That is across the board. Mm -hmm. um, so veterans of any status, whether you've been out for one day or 10 years, are welcome at these centers and supported by that group. That That's awesome, actually. Um, and Matt, what I'm going to actually do is, uh, excuse me, when I post this video on YouTube and when I post it on my podcast, I will put any veteran center that's near uh, here, the transitioning center, that's near here in Fort Bragg. And if I could get with you the list of any that you know currently, that's perfect. And then what I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Yep, yep. It's important to know, um, and I didn't even know this was a thing. I actually learned about it because the Veteran Center that's around here is called Community Builders. And I'm actually going there this coming up week to meet with the center, see how it operates. Um, and ask questions. But one of the things when I got on the phone with them was they said, okay, we're, you know, we would love the support. We always need the support. Um, you know, is there a cost to us? And I, I sat there for a second, like, you mean for me? Do you, I'm not going to charge you for me to support you. But I think there's so, um, there's so few people that are reaching out to support that they're, I don't want to say they're jaded, but I just want to make that very clear that you know, as we continue to grow, there's absolutely no plan at whatsoever ever for a transitional center to have to pay us to be part of our program. We're just using the community support and donations to really fulfill everything that they need. So I just wanted to say that. Well, I can hear it. No, so, you know, um, when I, when I look at it, right, especially when it comes down to mental health in general, um, with a lot of soldiers, that, that fear of coming out. Um, I had a buddy who he recently he recently got out, but he has um, he got out because of his mental issues. Um, he, he dealt with his uh, wife dying, his kids dying, his mother dying, all within the same week. And, um, you know, it drove him to be uh, taken out the military. He got a... Uh, compassionate uh you know reassignment but they just ets them out and uh directly after that he went straight into a very deep depression went straight into uh drugs and currently right now he's he's in a hospital after a uh, suicide attempt uh, and it's it's just tough to it's tough to think about and it's tough to know that soldiers are out there struggling with this idea of getting out. But getting out isn't always the worst case scenario. It's not it's not always the worst thing in the world. There's more to the army than just being in. But don't let it affect your mental health. Yes. Um, and and with these, have you and you you like you said you haven't met with any of these um, people. You mostly stick with case managers. Is there anybody that you've seen that's been in a worse? Like, have you heard of anybody that's? Uh, struggling a, like a lot i mean i can speak to my own i don't even have to um you know use the reference of veterans at these centers i was very fortunate in the sense that all of my family were very close-knit um and when i got out i was 23 years old with a four-month-old looking for a job um took the first job i could get which was at a part-time gym so making minimum wage um and I just remember, you know, when you're in, you feel 
this camaraderie, you feel this family um, that's stripped from you. You go back to your other family and they do everything that you can, but your pride is really taken away. And um, I say this not to, uh, I don't want anybody to think that I'm going to say what I'm about to say negatively, but I just remember sitting in the WIC office, which is the women, infant and children office with my four month old, feeling like I was at the lowest point in my life. I couldn't even feed him. Um, and I felt like an, a complete failure. I feel like, you know, I, I didn't know at the time, 23 is very young. I obviously thought, you know, I have this four month old. I have this entirely different life and I can't even feed him on my own. Um, and so I know what it's like from that perspective. I, I have my own mental health that I deal with, which is an entirely separate thing. Um, and I think that's, that's really what drives me is knowing how that moment feels, needing the support and that's what it's there for. Um, and now that I'm in a position to actually support, that's why I'm so passionate about this mission. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know that like literally the moment that my podcast started uh, getting at least one or two views, um, I hit you up um, because I, I genuinely do. I, I love what you're doing. I love the idea of the Enduring Campaign. Um, obviously, we're core on over here at the Extra Duty Podcast. But <laughs> we will be donating 10 t-shirts to you to um, to distribute for now. But we will uh, eventually be distributing as well. I'll, we actually are. We actually went to Sam's Club just recently and we bought toothbrushes, uh, toothpaste, hygiene stuff, a giant bulk of it. Um, <laughs> we're going to be donating that to you guys uh, from us to you um, because... That's all we can really do right now. And I think that, you know, we want to help support in any way we possibly can. We are so incredibly thankful. And um, it's not it's not the amount, it's the thought. And that's what I always say to myself, because we're a new nonprofit. We got our 501c3. Um, officially, January 3rd is when I received the letter of this year. Um, so you're a startup, essentially. And I used to say to myself, so if we could do three packages a week, I would thankful for that and I kept saying are you doing enough are you doing enough and it's like I had to remind myself you're doing everything you can you're doing the best and now we're to 10 packages a week and I I wow. still get that feeling of are you doing enough are you doing enough but the fact of the matter is for those veterans while they'll never see my face they'll never see my board's face somebody in this world gave a shit to um donate to actually care about the necessities and even though it's such a minimal thing when you have nothing and somebody says here like I you're still my brother I still love you you're still my sister um that's what matters and it doesn't matter about the amount so I always have to remind myself of that as well um, and and honestly with us we're, we're we with, with the whole thing that we're doing here it we, we're not doing it as a spite or, or as a way to... And just for those out there that are listening, we, we don't speak on behalf of the military. We don't speak on behalf of any unit. We're not professionals. We're just giving a platform for soldiers to talk. And mm -hmm. as, and that's what we want to do. Um, and when we started this, we started it as a, let's pass the time. And then that one kid, um, again, whilst we're anonymous, he, he stopped himself from killing himself after listening to our podcast. That's what drove no. us. Yeah. That, that's it. That was it. That was the moment that I, I started. I told my wife, I was like, hey, look, uh, I'm going to be dumping some money into things. Yep. 
and um it feels good every time we get on this mic every single time i you know my co-host if they were here they would say the same but um every time i get on this mic i feel like there's one thing i'm changing one person's mind i'm changing um last week we was on with down with the pms and right after we had the conversation about the sexual assault we had um she had a bunch of women that, that were just recently sexually assaulted or sexually assaulted you know, before that come forward and talk to her and actually be on her show about it so um that also what made us feel good too being able to make some type of change in somebody's life yes yeah uh, and caring like, like that, that when you said caring that that was something that like i i was always somebody that never cared i was always somebody that pushed forward and whatever something happened something happened keep moving until i had a lot a lot of bad stuff happen to me at once where i had to make a change in myself um and seeing, seeing just the enduring campaign is something that I, I, I envy what you're doing right now because I feel like I wish I could do more. But I do what my father said. My father said, find one thing that you're good at, do real well at it, and eventually other people's minds will change. Yes, I 100% agree with your father because even even your podcast, even you know this nonprofit, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's many late nights. There's, it takes a lot. And if you stretch yourself too thin, your message is kind of getting convoluted. I mean, if it's all over the place and you get exhausted, one, you never want to hate what you're doing. Exactly. Um, and I, I, you know that saying, what's the saying like, if, if you're happy where you work, you never work a day in the life. Or you, lo if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Well, I have a full-time job and I love what I do. But when I think of that saying, I don't think of my full-time job. I think of my nonprofit. I immediately think of that because I love what I do. I freaking love what I do. Um, and so all of that passion, I'm loving what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, you can see our technical difficulty. I'm so sorry. I love it. I love it. Well, you can see this is like my crafting corner. Uh, so obviously, I'm not. It's perfect. It no. shows my podcast has legitimacy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, so, oh, there's also something else I wanted to tell you. Um, we got so excited about your campaign that now I'm forcing each and every member of my crew to create a donation pile for your not not forcing them but they're all creating a donation pile <laughs> with facebook um so we want people out there to donate to the enduring campaign because we're donating so you should do it too but <laughs> no it helps veterans it helps the transitional it, it's it's extremely important these are things that we don't worry about and and just for those out there we're not spreading we're not spreading awareness anymore what you're doing right now, you're not spreading awareness. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Um, what you're actually doing is you're starting to spread communication. You're spreading, you're giving hands. You're giving the hand to somebody to help. And I'm tired, I, I said it once and I said it, I'm gonna keep saying it. I hate spreading fucking awareness. Fuck that. We need to start spreading communication. What you're doing right now is so honorable you are spreading so much communication about, you know, your your nonprofit organization, the things you're doing in your nonprofit um, profit organization. It's so important to a lot of people because when you have these um, new soldiers getting out or these old veterans that are getting out that, that have been out and they're struggling, but there's no one offering a hand. And 
I feel like what you guys are given is something that I I'm I still want. I want to have that same passion that you have. Um, you know, one of the things that always sticks with me is for veterans. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of our supporters are veterans, but you know, not always. I get a lot of family members, but the thing about veterans and the military, there's an instant ship. I mean, we could meet at a bar and if you tell me your army, that will immediately spark a conversation like known each other for our entire life. Right away. And the thing is, the people that I served with, a lot of who I served with, they joined the military to gain a family because they never had that experience. And my mentality in life is family first. My own family, the family that I've created, my extended family, that is how I was raised. But then also now I have millions of brothers and sisters out there that if they're in their darkest moments and I can do something, I can't do everything, but if I can do something to say somebody gives a shit and that somebody is the enduring campaign, the people who support us, an entire fucking community. Can I swear? Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Worst case, we get demonetized. (laughs) Uh, But we give a fuck. We love you. And and I wish we could do more. But I just want you to know that through this simple thing to show you, we want you to succeed. Um, If that's, you know, getting a shower and feeling great about yourself, then we did something. We did something good to make somebody feel good about themselves. So that is the entire concept of why this was created. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, I completely applaud you. I, I do have some questions about your mentality, though. Yes. So, obviously, running a nonprofit organization as a service member uh, or a, a veteran, right? Um, I think that's awesome because you know, running any type of business or anything like that is awesome. But I want to know about the stressors, right? Um, obviously, you beat yourself up about wanting to do more. So, I don't want to talk about your time in the military. I want to talk about your time right after. What set you on this course to become the nonprofit that you are today? It took a long time to get there. Um, so when I, I so I had mentioned when I got out, I really had nothing. I had no concept of financial management whatsoever. Um, I'm there with you. And <laughs> it took. So I've been out for about eight years now, and. Uh, so I'm in Michigan and Michigan actually has, uh, what's called Michigan works. And it's for like, if you're unemployed, you would go to Michigan works and apply, but they have a veteran focus center and the company that I still work for today, I've been working here for eight years. Um, um, they took me in. They had just started a program with Michigan works. I was the first veteran that they ever hired. And throughout the years, I've focused on my personal goals. So getting my college degree while working, buying a house, you know, building that stability. But I always felt this sense of loss. I always felt like you're living for yourself. You know, when I was in, um, I felt like I was doing something greater and people can argue that all they want, but it personally felt like I was doing something bigger than just myself. And I lost that throughout the years. Um, So when I finally got to a point, to be very frank with you, I started the 501c3 because I thought, you know, if I made $100 a year through donations, that's wonderful. But if I put my own money into it, then I can have that be tax deductible. And that was my goal. So, you know, any investment that I made, anything that I purchased, I could just, you know, 
kind of help my family too, right? Of course. So, but at the same time, this kind of has grown so much. Even in the last three months, it's grown its own significantly. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was this feeling of, I feel like I lived very selfishly and I was sick of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, shit, that's, that's hard to admit. Um, it took me a long time to realize that I was a, I was an asshole. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it took me a long time to realize that I was being extremely selfish with myself and with my family um, and, and with my uh, production manager is what he keeps saying over there. Um, but I spent a lot of time hating every single person around me and continuously making problems for myself until everything went wrong <laughs> every <Yeah>. single <laughs> and i and i tell this to everybody if you haven't hit rock bottom there is no real way for you to know what you can actually handle and when i hit my rock bottom i realized that it was time to start giving shit about um other people and other things and just seeing how i, I and for the veterans out there that are listening you can see that Getting out isn't bad. Getting out is, I think of the army as a stepping stone. Whether you stay in for the full 20 or you, you know, take it and walk. But that is a, such a great stepping stone that you can create a business, create finances, create all this stuff that you want. And seeing you do it is definitely, it it's, makes me happy about the decision that I'm going to be making soon. Um, but I'm not getting out. No, I'm staying in. <laughs> well, I, that's what I thought. No, that's what you're no, getting at. No, no, I'm staying in, but I will be starting a business soon. Um, oh. Yeah, see? Gotta be. Um, I, I am stretching myself then even now, but I'm excited. And honestly, I would love to to have the Enduring Campaign as uh, you know on our backs while we start pushing forward. Absolutely. I mean, anything we can do, I would certainly, you know, a nonprofit's not a business. Oh, but no, it, no. It, I mean, it, but it, <laughs> it technically, even though it's a, it's a nonprofit, you still have to operate very businesslike. Um, I think the biggest thing is transparency and the finances, but anything that we can do, you know, <laughs> veterans supporting veterans, I believe in that. 100%. Um, so whatever One. we can do. We actually have a, uh, uh, currently in our situation circle of the Extra Duty podcast, we have a nonprofit organization um, who is uh, Sister Invites Sisters. It's a Black-owned nonprofit organization, phenomenal work. Um, and, you know, we are working with a lot of different people, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I also wanted to get into something super important. So for soldiers, that, for yourself transitioning out, you went through what you went through. You're here where you are now. Looking back, do you believe that that was your rock bottom? No, I've hit rock bottom in different ways. That's that wasn't, point. that was a hard point, but it wasn't my rock bottom. Would you want to talk about rock bottom? Oh, yeah, because I've, I've struggled with mental health. Um, I, so transparently, I don't go through the VA for anything today uh for as far as services such as mental health um i do that through my own private insurance um but in that time i've been diagnosed with ptsd i've been diagnosed with um 
OCD. Um, I've struggled with substances and it's been a long journey. Um, you know, I have depression and, um, I would say my rock bottom was actually probably last year, probably around this time too, when COVID hit, um, you know, there's, there's a thing called being too empathetic. Um, and not to have a big, long story, but my PTSD actually stems from my dad's suicide. And I was in the um, military when that happened and the military, I, I certainly don't want to knock the Marine Corps, the military in general, but death is a different, there's a different mentality towards death and that life goes on and you need to move on. Uh, But when something that tragic happens, it's really hard to process. And there's a lot of things that happened afterwards um, that really messed with my brain. And my dad died. He was a general contractor and he died in 2010. So during the recession, and it was because of the recession And I saw how quickly our lives changed. I saw, as I was in North Carolina, I saw my mom's house go into foreclosure. I saw her lose everything. And when COVID hit, I saw that on a global scale. And to have that happen again, to have that anxiety and watch it happen to the world and you have no control, I, I spiraled. I absolutely spiraled because I, it's like I could feel the pain of the world and it was a fucking lot to take in. Yeah. Um, and I, there was days I couldn't get out of bed and finally it got so bad that I actually checked myself into, um, like it's an inpatient treatment to really process trauma and start EMDR, which is a, a type of therapy for PTSD. Um, but yeah, I'll be fully transparent about that. I mean, that was last year. So mental health is something that is a constant work in progress. You can't, once you feel better, you can't let your foot off the gas. You need to take the time to actually acknowledge that this is something that will likely affect you for the rest of your life. And so even though you're feeling good, you still need to keep processing because you can have a trigger and it can bring everything crashing down. So um, I feel like I'm very open with that on both social media platforms. That's awesome. And I'm happy that you do because this isn't, it's not something to be ashamed of. Mental health is the conversation that we need to be having. And for soldiers out there that do listen or just not listen, either way, I want you guys to know that if you have problems, say some shit. If you got something that you want to say, but you feel like you can't, say it. Can nobody stop you from saying what's actually going on with you? If you are feeling some type of way, guess what? You guys can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm pretty sure I'll answer because I don't sleep. All right? (laughs) I I don't sleep. I get about two minutes. I get about two hours a day. But I'll tell you this right now. I will listen to your story. I will talk to you. I will have you on my show and force you to talk openly not force you but i would ask you to talk openly Encourage, encourage it. <laughs> it's, a, it's about the encouragement and mm-hmm. i'm tired of soldiers being worried about getting kicked out the military or getting treated differently because they're talking about what's wrong with them that's what we're doing here we're trying to stop that stigma fuck the stigma yep. fuck fuck being scared we're here to create that communication it takes so much courage. It takes so much courage to admit help and 
not just admit it, but seek help. That takes an immense amount of courage from every single human being. And I applaud every single person who's done it. Even if you feel like you've fallen back, the fact that you've done it tells me you can do it again. So you, you know, oftentimes what I've found is I have to want it for myself. So even if, you know, today I don't want it tomorrow, as long as I keep pushing and keep trying, that's my mentality with life is I can't do any better than that. So I'm going to try to stick to this path and hopefully, you know, I'm on a very good path from a medication standpoint. And, um, you know, I have therapy twice a week. It really has helped me significantly, but it took a lot to get there. So, um, applaud to everybody who's had that courage because trust me i know how it feels yeah. it, it's it's a tough road um <clears throat> for those of you guys that are listening um i we have tons of resources um here in the military um that are gonna help you guys out go to your chaplain go to your, to your nco if you can't go to your nco go higher if you can't go to them go higher than them can't nobody stop you from trying to get help um I, man, the enduring campaign. So I, I've been talking about you so much. You're actually marked down in our calendar as the big one. Big circle. <laughs> yeah, giant circle because it's. Uh, I I felt like this was so important for us to have this episode, um, having you on the show simply because your message is exactly what we're pushing towards uh, to fight that mental health stigma before you get out. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get them good before they go to you guys. Um, and I mean, I have, I've had my problems with addiction. I've had my problems with depression. And because I went to go seek help, it, it made things a lot easier for me. Yep. And um, I encourage every single person on my staff who has uh, something going on to either take time off or to go to behavioral health and make sure that they get that help because it's extremely important to make sure you're good. The battle, we're not at war anymore. We're not. The war is here in Garrison. This Garrison's the battlefield, so we gotta make sure we're good. Um, I, I, I was, I guess I gotta ask you one more question. <laughs> so I guess the final question I'm gonna ask you today is um, from what you're seeing, from your, what would you say to, I'm not, not a question, just, what would you say to soldiers um, now uh, about mental health and how it affected you from your position where you are now? Um, how, what would you tell these soldiers? Um, I would say the number one thing I, I kind of said this before is it's a constant work in progress and nobody's going to fight for you, fight for you. So um, I, I am a true believer that you have to want it. But one of the things that I will say in that is um, you have to put in the legwork to actually find something that works for you. So I've seen multiple therapists. I've seen more than I can probably count. And I finally found one that I trust. And she is, she's been a life changer for me, but it took a long time and it took me wanting to get that. Um, so just remember to put in that legwork because it's worth it. And once you find that, once you find something that you're comfortable with, like I said, just because you're feeling good, um, it's a constant work in progress. It's like working out. You can't, once I lose all the weight, I can't stop working out, right? You gotta keep working on your body, keep 
keep doing that. And your mental health, I, I feel like a lot of the times it falls to the wayside. People don't realize that. Oh, I'm feeling better. I don't need this medication. I don't need this therapy. But there's a reason that brought you there. And um, hopefully there's an end point, you know, where you don't have to go for the rest of your life. But if you do, that's fine. Just be prepared and have something that um, for the stability of your mental health is an ongoing solution. So that would be the number one thing that I would say. For all you guys listen out there, man, this this is, to, we're getting to the end. I know it's sad. And your light is definitely oh in your face. <laughs> I'm literally glowing. You are glowing today. <laughs> um, so guys, look, muscle memory, right? We all train here in the military. We train muscle memory every day. You know, you pull that trigger, you clear that room, you do that PT test, you do a push up, come up, um, up, down, up, down. You do it, you practice it, you know it. The same thing goes for your mental health. You have to consistently work it, you have to consistently train it. Um, and for all those out there, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you'll see us again next week, most likely. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to my sponsor again, Brainwash Coffee. Uh, this thing right here. <laughs> Uh, higher power of uh, powder Papua New Guinea that's what's made that's where it's from yo phenomenal I could drink it all day they just sent me this and I'm almost done <laughs> uh, remember guys if you guys use extra duty you get 20% off on uh, brainwashcoffeecompany.com um, well my name is Josh Maria I'm Rochelle Yang <laughs> and <laughs>